Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street The leads him to the corpus bail Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Let's do this. Good morning. Good morning, Central Texas. 7 a.m. Where are your children? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably playing on a cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 The Horn, or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Find us on iTunes under The Outdoor Zone as well. I like that. Three, six, five. That sounds pretty professional. My name is TJ Graney. That is Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. In the house. Uh, Cody Ryan is at the ranch. We may or may not hear from him, but first excursion to the ranch with the little one. She is two months old and at the ranch, driving the ranch truck. And uh, I bet she. I saw a picture of her drive, or at least a. Te- I don't know. She's in a right. I, I don't know how how you can drive in a onesie, but you know you do it <laughs> all the time. So. <laughs> But, and, uh, do you uh, think? Uh, do you think they're in a uh, deer blind? Do you think he? Oh, uh, they probably are this morning. Yeah. No, the little one. Oh, the little girl. I don't know if she was up and they were going. I wouldn't doubt it if they. You probably put her in a, one of those front camo packs, you know, and just drag awesome. her out there. Right? That'd be awesome. I'd vote yeah for my granddaughter to go be raised. That Amen. Way. Amen. Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here ahead of us. Make sure the gate gets open and the old pot belly stove is cranked up. Pours a little water over the. Coffee grinds that have been who knows how long they've been. I heard there. there's special coffee this I morning. I heard he cleaned it up. There's brand <laughs> oh. new coffee in there. So who knows what that tastes like? How was your uh, stop at the coffee shop this morning? Did the lady that works the register say hi to you? Was she yeah, good? Yeah, lady? I asked her. If she had different color hair today, so I asked her if she worked Thanksgiving, and she said, "Yeah, someone's got to work Thanksgiving." You know, and I asked her about her hair. And because uh, she had big blue stripe and like uh-huh. a pink stripe. Oh, that's all the rage. Yeah, that's I noticed you have a little tip on at, yours too. Yeah, right I was now. looking at what color. <laughs> you know, I'm, try, I'm trying some different colors. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Your Thanksgiving, you know, cut 
right? Yeah, kind Change of orangey up. on one side and blue. and mm-hmm. The feather, yeah. the big turkey feather helps a lot, Ca-caw! too. <laughs> but anyways. Um, how, was, uh, how was your uh, Thanksgiving dinner and all that stuff? Did you guys have the traditional turkey, ham, all the sides? So, I, you know... I've got so much to say because I wasn't here last week, right? I was out with the walking, <laughs> walking, walking wild hog swine pneumonia. Pneumonia, yeah, something. And that's what it was. I know you think way. that, you know. Anyway, you can say whatever you want, but when two guys, you got, you were either kissing Rick Burr or you no. guys breathing <laughs> in the same air, and you guys got. Well, we we were wild we were swine flu, the and same I would hog. tell you, I would tell you, you best go with the. Wild <laughs> swine flu. <laughs> no kissing. Salt it. dog probably had fish for Thanksgiving. Turkey. We actually did do a uh, like a Cajun style Thanksgiving. So we had gumbo and fried shrimp and fried fish and a Cajun baked turkey. Why the heck didn't we good. go over to his house? I didn't get the invite. I don't know about you. Son. But so each year we gotta, we gotta meet his dad. Yeah, Let's just we need to go around him and go straight to the source. Yeah, I think so. He brought up right and need to get in good, get him on the phone here. But nor uh this this Thanksgiving was different because there was a hunting extravaganza, which I'll talk about. Hopefully you'll give me a little time to to uh express some of my feelings about what we did all week. Oh, uh, we are not expressing nephews. feelings on this show. Oh. I'll tell you that right you now. You don't want to go there, huh? No, we are a man show. Okay, I'm sorry. Then opinions. Then my strong, I will voice my strong opinion. So, turkey dinner. You Did ask you got, about that and I'll tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, y'all have so traditions this year, over there? Well, we normally do. specific that you do? Yes. Normally we have um, what we call the hunt. We, we have the, the golden ladle challenge. All right, so... From a chili cook-off, you know, from the old church, remember? Yes. I I won first place. I don't know how I got it, but I got first place. Beat your squirrel Hand out enough $20 bills, you can get it. That's right. And so what they did is they spray-painted this ugly giant ladle that uh, hangs on the wall. And they spray-painted it gold like it was first place gold, you know? And I hang that up in the di- in the the kitchen, right where everybody sits on the wall. My wife does not like it. All right. So what we decided to do is every Thanksgiving, um, I, we would be the t- the challenge, the turkey challenge, and she would make her traditional bird, and I would make something different, crazy, weird, even a, even like a dishwasher turkey. That one time, we'll talk about that later. Have you ever cooked a? Turkey in a dishwater? Continue on, please. Okay. So we would uh, go for that golden ladle, and if she won, then we would take it down for the year and put it away. If I win, it stays up until next Thanksgiving, (laughs) and that's kind of our challenge. But this year, because of the hunting extravaganza, uh, we were so busy, I just let her do everything, just stepped right in. She had it completely done. We ate. And then went about and, and you went back enjoyed. hunting. That's right, we did, and it was actually very uh, <clears throat> enjoyable. Not to have to do much and uh, just enjoy the Thanksgiving, but we have one tradition we do. We go around, and I like it. Everybody else may not like it, but I ask each person: Last year, where were you, and what you were, what were you doing? 
And what do you have to be thankful for between last Thanksgiving and this Thanksgiving? You know, as much as I love all that stuff and I wish we did that kind of stuff at our house, we don't, we don't. You just eat? You just pour on no, the vittles? I mean, and... we tried to do some of that. We had some family in and, you know, they just thought it was funny and they didn't even want to participate. Oh, well, I and make it them was... participate. I did. You know how. It yeah. Goes. Well, like, I mean, we right. go around. What do you have, have, you know, thankful for? McDonald's. Like What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you got to be specific, like from last year to this year. You got. I've learned you have to make it well, a very time sensitive thing. And it and it was just kids, but uh, still they learned. But it was fun. It was fun. We we went over to the sister in laws, and she has a big old house, you know, with open downstairs where because our little house, you know, you get all crammed in there if you get too many people. But she has a big open. Uh, area and so it was great had all the traditional foods and uh, my nemesis of the uh, sweets just (laughs) you know a table full of them and it's just like oh my did you see the picture i said oh my gosh yes of the uh the massive pie stand yes and the uh so last night we went downtown uh took daughter Taylor and mm-hmm. uh, boyfriend CJ, the predator hunter. And, yeah, oh yeah, he is. Uh, he took us. And we out. went downtown to Seaholm. Uh huh. To the old. Yeah. And have the you been down there plant? in the last? Amazing. I. It is incredible. We went down there, but uh, the reason why I bring that up is, I you mean, didn't go to, you didn't go to True Foods or whatever. You didn't go. No, to the no, vegan no, no. Place. We, All right. Thank she God. loves True Foods. Okay. Mrs. Graney loves True Foods. So if she wanted to go there, we would. But we had already eaten, <laughs> and. Uh, but they have a brand new, well, I don't know if it's brand new. It was brand new to me. They have a ice cream joint down there where they have fresh fresh baked cookies and you get an ice cream sandwich made out of fresh baked cookies. Mm, stop right there. Mm. So we uh, got gingerbread. Let's just sit in that moment for a minute. We That's had right gingerbread <laughs> cookies, these huge gingerbread cookies with salted caramel ice cream in between and sun. It was good. Okay. And then walked around a little bit, but that whole area down there, the only thing that messed it up, the only thing that messed up the whole evening was there was homeless people all over the it's place. getting worse and Pounding worse, us yeah. for money. And I mean, they're sprawled out on the sidewalk. I mean, beautiful sidewalks, clean with lights and people mm-hmm. strolling along. And these homeless guys are just there like, Hey man, give me some money. It, it's like what? It's just like San Francisco now. It is really, really, really not okay. And I thought we got a bunch of. I thought we got millions of dollars to, you know, help them out, get them into a place somewhere or something. You know, well, I, they. I, I, I know they I choose to it, be. I, they choose to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're travelers. They're not you know, homeless, they're travelers. They choose to live this lifestyle, at least the ones we were around down there. But that whole area is so cool. And then they yeah. have the toy store and the candy store next to each other right <laughs> yeah. there. It's all on second That's street right cool. in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's cool. no parking, but you know, well, yeah. we've, we've always found a little parking somewhere down there, but don't take the big truck. No, you know, take <laughs> the smallest thing you can find. And have you done the scooters? 
anywhere no. in, in Austin. But those kids, man, they wanted so badly to jump. The boys that came in from Georgia, my nephews, uh-huh. they're like, what are those, man? Look at those. And, you know, you see a pile of them dumped over in the corner. Yeah. And they told me, they said, oh, you see all these videos of kids just... And all they wanted to do was, like, jump curbs and see how far they could go and, and trash them, really. Yeah. And they said, you know, that I saw just, some kids down there doing and, that. I saw kids down there doing that. Take videos of them the... massacring those things. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I guess. Well, they must be. There's three or four companies with them downtown now. Well, they re- must be making money. Return on investment. Everybody tries it once. And, you know, it it you get your money back, I bet, pretty quick. The, uh... <laughs> the little go cars, I don't see them around anymore. Those little cars no. you could walk up and rent and park anywhere or whatever. That's a little more of an investment. Yeah, yeah I don't see them around anymore. You can't jump too many curbs with them, but I guess you could. <laughs> I you think a lot to. of people try. <laughs> Probably. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the local fishing, what's going on there, what's going on South Texas in the falcon area what happens down there this time of year all that and news of the weird and more coming up on the outdoor zone radio show coming to you live from the bunkhouse it's a beautiful sunday morning the sun is coming up Amen. it's nice and cool outside oh, yeah. get a cup of coffee sit back we'll be back right after this American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yes, sirree. You look like you're all ready to talk about Honda. Oh, yeah. Central Texas Honda dealer. Come on. Hey, if you're like me, you've already you're always eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets on the market. That's you, all right. And that is me with my, you know, gotta upgrade to Suburbion, <laughs> the beast, someday. But one thing many of us don't always think about is the cutting edge technology keep keeping us safe behind the wheel. Uh, you know they have cameras and sensors all around the vehicle, which will keep that's what you need, TJ. You know how you always back in and kind of hit things. Uh, That means you get a multi-angle view behind your vehicle when you're backing up. Your car will automatically break if if it determines an unavoidable collision. That's what you need to. And it will even adjust the wheel if you cross over into a different lane without signaling. Wow. And my favorite feature, the adaptive cruise control, that you can set the distance you want between the car in front of you if you get too close, the car will slow down. Man, solve all your Honda envy at any of the Central Texas Honda dealers online at centraltexashondadealers.com. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, so one of the things that I wanted to touch base on was the uh, fishing right now. Yeah. And I was kind of looking through some of the fishing reports and kind of looking – at what was going on fishing's tough right now a lot of places you were on bass drop tough oh, fishing man. just 
We didn't even get a bite yesterday. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we I'm, were doing it all wrong, but I don't know. I went back to all the spots Cody had shown me, and um, maybe we were just using the wrong man. The hydrilla stuff is out like 50 feet from the bank. Well, everywhere. see, now Cody Cody loves all that. He just, you know, he... He'll he'll he loves hydrilla. He loves all that stuff. He right, loves but you fishing get all on up the in edge there. of it. It's hard to get on the edge but, of it. But I think if if you look at the reports around the state, all the Highland lakes that got water, yeah, are I mean, there's guys going to catch fish because guys know how to do that. The bass guys, yeah, but change things up. Here. Yeah, as far as uh, really just going out there as a regular hunt uh, angler. It's going to be a little bit tougher right now. The water's got to kind of settle in still, and it's starting to do that, I think. Um, I know that Lake Falcon and uh, down south, the the fishing gets good early, so January. And I think Cody even said his first tournament's like the first week of January down there on Amstad. So, I mean, the potential of it being – in the low teens and the wind blowing and <laughs> i mean but that's, that's a lot as well when you go down there in the january february man those big old sow bass are just up in those pockets in those holes bedding up and anyway so the lake fishing can be iffy and i i don't know exactly what's going on striper wise or white bass or any of that stuff but well, there were a lot of people trying. There's a there's about seriously, there were about fifteen rigs out there yesterday. Fishing. On bass drop, yeah. Well, bass everybody drop, everybody was trying. Everybody bass drop's just a beautiful man. I love that lake. But if I noticed I, that they didn't they didn't drop very long. They, they weren't were, in any one place very oh, long. No, they would get up all the you know, and take <laughs> off. And I know Cody and I know fishermen do that. You know, the good ones jump to a new spot as fast as they can. Right? I mean, that's their practice right right from going from one if it's not working they change it up a little bit but it seemed like nothing was working for those guys no and including us but the cool part at least for us was those boys were out there you know we left before it started getting light and of course we had to do a whataburger run they now they've been and been introduced to whataburger very good so whataburger was on the boat but they got up and it was just like this the sun's peeking out right now we're putting the boat in, and, and they were going, man, this is beautiful. Texas is incredible. The scenery, they go, so, it was like glass out there. Well, yeah, the you were cheating a little bit because you took them down to Bastrop at sunrise. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Uh, oh, my. You know, they're from Georgia. There's some there's some spectacular. I mean, if you, if you were close to the Georgia vibe at all, it was in those piney woods down there in Bastrop. Oh, when we Did you go to Bucky's? Uh, no, we drove. By you didn't go it. to Bucky's. They were they. We did that last time. Oh. So we went to Whataburger instead. You know how hey. that goes. But so, but but you're right. As we drove through there, they're like, "Hey, this looks just like Northern Atlanta, right here with the piney woods." Yeah, yeah. you're right. The piney woods. Yeah. So uh, Salt Dog went down to the coast. Oh, Lucky Dog. And we're gonna change his name from Salt Dog to Lucky Dog. Well, That's what we're gonna do. You know. <laughs> It's, he knows what he's, he knows, and sometimes you just fumble across that stuff, but a quart of live shrimp, which I didn't, are the shrimp got any size to them right now? Are they, 
Oddly enough, the guy we uh, usually go to usually has shrimp that are so big they're not. I wouldn't recommend them for fishing. Right, uh, right. I, and so he's he's a real nice guy and he was real honest. He's like, "Hey, come down on the pier. I want you to look at these. These are a little smaller than usual, and they're still darn near that big. I mean, they're still huge. Six so. inches. My yeah, they were God. good. They were still really good sized shrimp. They're perfect bait shrimp, if you ask me. I mean, they weren't too small. Are they, they the white big. shrimp or the brownies? The big, the they're big white like healthy Gulf shrimp. So yeah. you just got in about thirty minutes before we got there. So dang, and how much for a quart? Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a quart. Twenty dollars a quart. Yeah, all we needed twelve dollars a pint. Yeah. 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 So all we needed was gas and a uh, quart of shrimp, and we went down there and did pretty well. So you throwing you a, can always eat your bait if you don't. Well, use and they it, right? did. He hardly used it. He ended up taking it home. Yeah, we uh, like I said, we probably took a pint of shrimp home easily. So so they went down. They were fishing and. The Palacios area, which is if you draw a straight line from Austin to the coast. The Corpus? To, no, the coast. Just go straight down to the coast. Wow. You're going to go down through LaGrange. Do you drive that way all the way straight down? Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, yep. I'm originally from El Campo, Texas. So we ride 71 all the way from Austin all the way into El Campo and then 71 all the way to... 36 on the coast. Do you right. stop at that Kalachi? Excuse me. Do you stop at that Kalachi place on the way through uh, LaGrange? And in, uh, in Ellinger, Texas, you're talking about yeah. Rushkas? Uh, mm. I've stopped there before. I have. I didn't stop this oh, time. Man. So, so um, you were just uh, there's kind of a jetty, and you were just you weren't it. What it was kind of an any man can do it kind of deal, right? Yeah, huh, Cold, so, but it was so there was some wind, and it wasn't that wasn't your normal. No, you wouldn't have thought. Yeah, not at all. So we're cream them. Friday afternoon, we were just going to head down there for that night. Uh, we knew the, the wind was going to lay down a little bit that night, and so we were planning on running some night fishing under the lights that I had kind of built when I was younger. And uh, we got down there about 3.30, and it was pretty choppy. Like I said, where we were fishing is, is an extended pier kind of into a cove of a bay. And it was pretty. The choppy. wind was blowing straight on you. Pretty much, like we, yeah. the way we had to cast, we had to throw into the wind, and and hopefully it brought it back kind of to where we were trying to cast to, <laughs> and uh, it started like that. And I mean, it was one of those things. Where, I mean, when your cork would go over one of the choppy waves, it would disappear for a second. You were thinking it was gone until you kind of saw the wave pass, and it was still there. And uh, it just kind of turned out for the better. First six casts were six keepers. I I never really had anything like it. Mid afternoon, there wasn't any feeding time or any so lunar reason for it to happen that way it just kind of did we just kind of stumbled across some happy thanksgiving <laughs> so if you want to book a trip with yeah. salt dog <laughs> the guide the uh, guide so really the fishing right now and i even noticed it in my pond the catfish are still active and the perch are very active in the pond so uh, i don't guess the water is cold enough yet or if it's it's been funky, you know, slow with it so warm. way, way, way down. I noticed that on the fishing reports, catfish and stuff like that, and most of the big lakes are is pretty shut down. But not that I'm a cat fisherman in the big lakes, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are. Well, and it's a, it's a real good time. If you're a saltwater fisherman, uh, now's a very good time to kind of get out there. We haven't had a whole lot of rain on the coast lately, and uh, we're kind of, it's the tail end of the red run right now and, and it's the start of a good winter trout so i mean the trout are starting to come closer and closer to the rivers and up river and they're getting closer to the the bank so if you don't have a boat and you're looking to get on some trout i mean this is the time of year that you really want to kind of get out there because i mean it's in cold weather trout are really the only fish in in the gulf that are at least on the bays that are going to be active and going to be striking bait still pretty pretty hard so one of the tricks to going down there is using live shrimp not dead shrimp 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, so many people make the mistake of just buying a box of frozen shrimp and, and that's great. That's fun. You can catch some croakers and some, you know, just some stuff, but how do you, what are you using to keep your shrimp alive? You just using a clean five gallon bucket or you got a little ice chest or what are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, if you, if you buy a lot of shrimp, I would recommend always having an aerator. Um, there's a couple you can buy at Academy that you can stick to a cooler and run off a car battery. Uh, mine's a little older version, but I basically splice the wires and fit it with a 12 volt outlet car battery. And, uh, I would definitely recommend having an aerator because that's the only way you're going to keep your shrimp alive. Yeah, they die really quick. Extremely quick. So it's the only way you're going to keep them alive and frisky. Or or you can buy like bubbler buckets and stuff like that. But even then, I mean, that's still such little oxygen for, you know, that many shrimp that they'll still kind of get lazy and lethargic. So I had a big, it's about a 28, 30-inch cooler. And uh, we just, we has suction cuffs that you can stick the aerator down at the bottom and run it a wire out to your car battery. And it sits there and runs your... It's kind of like a live well for a boat, but it's inside a cooler for the most part, and it keeps your shrimp super frisky and kind of good to go. And you want, yeah. and uh, that that is a critical deal. I've, there's so many times, especially if you're buying a quart, you know, you can take a pint of shrimp and throw it in a five gallon bucket with good fresh water from the from the bait shop. If you get down there quick and put them in your bait buckets, and then throw your bait buckets in the bay. Um, but when you get a quart of shrimp, your the clock is running. Yeah, and I, and that's just kind of what it is. It's one of those things that you want to make sure if you're going to spend the money on that much shrimp, you have a way to kind of keep them alive. So, and like like you you referred to, it is a big deal to have live shrimp compared to dead because it doesn't matter what you do, you won't make that dead shrimp seem like it's alive to those fish. So. No, it is it is absolutely and and then you just use a popping cork, very simple uh, foam uh, cone shape popping cork underneath the hook no lead yeah so uh we i run just a real easy setup treble hook under a swivel uh how, how deep put, are you, are you uh, it depends where i'm at where we were fishing it's about four and a half feet deep till you get to the reef so we were fishing probably around three feet just right off the top of that reef and the good thing is, is like i said a lot of people think oh if i bring more people with me this is a bad idea I mean, when when trout are feeding, the more people you have, the better, because the more you can kind of make the area seem like there's a bunch of bait in the water around that area, the better your luck will be. So it's one of those things. We had three corks in the water, and we don't let our corks rest very often. I mean, it's pop, 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 pop. I mean, usually they'll strike it in between a pop if they're really going to hit it. So you don't really have to worry about it on that front. You just kind of want a lot of movement, a lot of action in that water to kind of make the fish think that there's a lot of bait there. So when you... Uh... The other thing is, uh, where are you hooking your shrimp? Are you hooking them through the black dot on the head, or are you... Yeah, so right in front of that black dot, uh, you go through that black dot, you'll kill your shrimp. But, I mean, there's that big black dot in front of the, in the shrimp's head, and right right in front of that is where you want to hook it. In between, there's a smaller black dot in front of that. A lot of people don't know that. But right in between those two is where you hook, so it'll still keep it alive. And then let them free swim. Don't put any weight on it or anything like yeah, that. Throw your cork right. and let them swim. That's right. That's right. Man. So we'll uh, sure we'll put something on theoutdoorzone.com. We'll post a little something on there. Uh, I'll go around and find a, a drawing or something like that. Or maybe Salt Dog, maybe you can find one online that we can post on the Facebook page that kind of just gives folks. Little dot be, because you can go down, you can go down to the jetties in Corpus Christi. You can go down to the jetties in, uh, I mean, just about anywhere and use that technique, the live shrimp, uh, technique off mm-hmm. the jetties and the chance of you catching a big trout right yeah. now is good yeah. 
As good as it's going to get. Yeah, I mean, especially, like I said, these next two months or so will be the best trout fishing time in Texas. It doesn't matter where you're at, especially in the Corpus area. Like I said, I want to get down to Baffin Bay. You hear fabled myths about that bay all the time, <laughs> about 35-inch trout they pull out of there and, and they stuff do. like that. So yeah. yours eventually like I want to get down there. 22, 25? Yeah, was so we, with the smallest one we had was 17. The biggest we had was 22. So, I mean, we had some really good-sized good. trout. It's good. Okay, we're meeting over at Salt Dogs for a fish fry coming up. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. That was just a little fishing talk. We come back, we got news of the weird. There's some rabid raccoons terrorizing West Virginia. We're going to tell you about that in what? Yeah, and (laughs) and a bunch of other stuff. And we're talking about Hunters for the Hungry and some other stuff. Uh, it's all in one place right here on the radio every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Everybody, Kevin Fowler here, hanging in the bunkhouse with my buddies TJ and Cody Ryan, only on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Only one place, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You can also track us on iTunes. Share the show with your friends on iTunes. Archery Country. Went there the other day, got another batch of arrows. There. Well, why did you have to get more arrows? Well, because I keep <laughs> slinging them against rocks, and they, and my daughter's shooting them into my pond, and they don't come back up when they go into the pond. She must be missing that target sitting in front of the pond. She huh? is missing the target. Man. With my $22 set-up arrows that sling but you know what blip, it's blip, worth blip. the 22 bucks you go and go buy more right yeah that's what i did so i went and got more arrows they have the best brands elite hoyt matthews full-time professional techs help you with every step of the way no matter your skill level all the gear targets arrows accessories are on site and available for professional installation they're austin's only full-size archery range private and group classes and lessons that's our buddies over at archery country you can find them at 8121 research boulevard uh just go to austinarcherycountry.com austinarcherycountry.com so now it's time for your news of the weird wild weird strange and crazy things can happen in the outdoors we seek them out and bring them to you each and every week it's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Reports of rabid raccoons terrorizing a West Virginia neighborhood turned out to be a little exaggerated. <laughs> the raccoons didn't have rabies. They simply found some fermented crab apples <laughs> and apparently are rather surely drunks. They uh, We have had calls on suspected rabid raccoons twice over the last two days the milton police department wrote on facebook turns out they appear to be drunk on crab apples the department released a mugshot of one of the mass suspects <laughs> police recently hauled in two drunk raccoons although catching them was a community effort after the animals sobered up the officers released them into the woods unharmed 
However, mm. there was an update several days later. One of the raccoons, initially thought to be drunk, is now believed to have had distemper, a oh, serious no. viral ir- illness, police said Thursday. That raccoon has been euthanized. Police added that they hope the other raccoon was, in fact, drunk and is now thriving <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> so... We, that's interesting. We were out varmint hunting, as you know. CJ took out us with the boys, uh-huh. and uh, and really cool. If you've never done that before, it's a whole different take, especially bringing out some younger kids. You know, walking around at night in the woods is uh, a really almost terrifying, you know, thing. Especially when you put out the calls. And one of them leaned over and said, man, if I heard that I was camping, I'd be scared at what's making that not only what's making the noise, but what's going to come around, you know, and or what's wh- making it make right, that noise. Th- exactly. That's what he said. And uh, <clears throat> what interesting note is that he had turned on, he was walking through different calls and one of them, I'm like, what is that? That sounds horrible. He's like, that's two fighting raccoons. <laughs> He and said, it brings them out, though. It brings yeah. out the the varmints. I'm like, two fighting raccoons, man. It was like, <laughs> like wow, that's incredible. He goes, I said, what would come out then? He goes, well, mainly coons. You know, they. I said, why? Because they're drunk or whatever. And he's like, no, they're just super curious. They just want to see what's going on in the hood. And if two are fighting, they want to come watch. Man, that sounds like just a couple of guys. Sounds like your hood, your neighborhood. When they That is my neighborhood. <laughs> when they sat down at the dinner table on Thursday, Pennsylvania hunters had plenty for which to be thankful for. It's prime time for Pennsylvania hunting. And with any luck, some game bags and ear tags have been filled already or are nearly about to be. But as hunters are giving thanks, they should know that they're in a prime position to receive thanks for what they might choose to give. Each year, the generosity of Pennsylvania's hunters result in 200,000 meals for the state's hungry. By donating venison through Hunters Sharing the Harvest, a program that works through a network of meat processors to channel venison donations to local food banks, soup kitchens, and hungry families, hunters extend their helping hands to those in need. Once again this year, Pennsylvania Game Commission and other partners are making it easy for hunters to help out. The Game Commission donated 20000 to the program, money that enables hunters sharing the harvest to accept venison donations without charging hunters. In prior years, hunters don't, who donated venison needed to pay the $15 tax-deductible fee to cover deer processing costs. The partnership helped hunters sharing the harvest in 2017-2018 Deer season set a record for donations with hunters donating 3,337 deer, yielding 130,930 pounds of venison that provided 667,400 meals for people in need. Through the hunters sharing the harvest, hunters have donated more than 1.3 million pounds of venison to the state's hungry since 1991 pretty amazing nine million i shared that with the koz kids when we were doing two weeks ago when we took that uh deer all the way through you know skinning it and processing it eating it and then donating the rest of it yep hunters for the hungry here in texas 
have provided over 9 million servings Nine million. of venison <laughs> to Texans in need. Through the program, hunters can donate legally tagged field-dressed deer at participating meat processors. The processors prepare the venison for distribution to local hungry hunger relief agencies like food banks and food pantries. Uh, you just need to bring your legally tagged field-dressed whitetail or mule deer to partic- participating processors. Uh, you can donate to help the processing and the program directly. Um, easiest thing to do is just go Hunters for the Hungry uh, at feedingtexas.org or just go to feedingtexas.org and look for the Hunters for the Hungry notes there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that I, I, I don't know what we would do if we didn't have a, freezer with some deer meat in it i got now i got it two freezers be. so i got one that's all hog and one that's all deer now so my wife can go out there and she doesn't have to go which one is the hog which one is the is she the, pretty good about using it that's all we eat now really 100 percent. and the sister-in-law that was living with us was really iffy about it at first and she just said if you don't like you don't eat if you don't like it this is what we, she said, this is what we do. This is what we use. Because it tastes just, I mean, really. It tastes quite, better. If you, once you, you get start eating it, it, you just don't ever notice it. I don't in fact, know. we went over to Rick Burr's one time and sat down and, and uh, he invited us over to eat. And he goes, does this taste a little different? We were all commenting that it wasn't, something was different. He goes, yeah, well, that's real beef. Oh, <laughs> and we, we ran out of, of, and he goes, it's not as good. I uh, can't, I, I don't like, uh ground hamburger anymore no me neither it tastes greasy or weird to me right even the hamburgers i'm like hmm but what i mean i can eat a hamburger out somewhere like whataburger or you know p terry's or something i can go eat a hamburger somewhere but man my favorite meal period bar none is deer burger with all the fixings grilled on the grill anyway go to hunters for the hungry uh, you can find out more information at feedingtexas.org, feedingtexas.org. They need uh, our support. We need to be supporting them. That is a program mm-hmm. that has had been up and down over the years. And uh, I think it's and great. it is a nine million meals. So next year, what I want to do, I want to start this kind of I want to start pushing a program where we switch over from being traditional turkey to venison. Because, as I pointed out in la- when we promoted KOZ last month, nobody can prove that turkey was at the first Thanksgiving, but absolutely through the uh, diary that Edward Winslow wrote about the first there Thanksgiving, was deer. there were five deer killed, and they went out, and the Indians had brought in five deer, and they feasted on them over the three-day deal. So... That- I'm going with full, let's go back to the real tradition and put some venison on that table. Sun Auto Service, the real deal when it comes to auto repair and maintenance. Sun Auto offers full range of repairs and maintenance for all types of vehicles. 
They are your alternative to the dealership because they can do the job you need and they can do it right the first time. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission, Sun Auto Motive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. You can go to our family location, the one over at 405 West Slaughter Lane. There's one at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, one at 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the newest location, 1206 Ranch Road 620 sunautoservice.com or follow them on Facebook. All right, we're going to take a break. On the flip side, we've got uh, you got game field, uh, game warden field notes. Game warden field notes on no, game warden. And field I got notes. one. I got a game warden field note about our neighborhood. All right, coming so. up next when we come back, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. You're tuned in to the number one outdoor show on radio here in the state of Texas. Honored to be designated that by the Texas Outdoor Riders Association. Now Maxwell Super Center, Ram Power Days, and Jeep Adventure Days. The fall is here, and the weather is just perfect to be hitting the ranch or even pulling your boat down to the coast. Oh, yeah. Donnie knows. Oh, yeah. That's why you need something that'll get you there into the great outdoors and back again without any hassles. You can find that vehicle in Nile Maxwell Supercenter here in Austin. How about the 2019 Ram 1500? 12,500 pounds of towing power. How about the 2019, the classic 2019 Jeep Wrangler? They've got two and four-door Wranglers arriving almost every day. But the best part of it all, you can get it right now, a fraction of the price during Ram Power Days and Jeep Adventure Days at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. So if you want to save thousands of dollars on hundreds of vehicles, head to the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or visit us online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Uh, now it's time for your Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Overstaying is welcome. On October 6th, game wardens responded to a trespassing call in Concho County from an irate landowner explained a flatbed trailer, an ATV, and two empty bow cases were located on his property. <laughs> With an idea of who the suspect might be, several cars were, calls were made to local businesses, and the individual was found checking in at a nearby motel. They located and visited with the suspect, his girlfriend, and the girlfriend's brother. The suspect, from Mesquite, had been invited to hunt on the property the weekend before, but did not have any luck. 
The landowner, also from Mesquite, agreed to take the suspect on another hunt, but explained he had prior commitments the following weekend. The suspect later decided to invite himself to the deer camp that weekend, not knowing the landowner's brother would be in camp. Cases are pending. That's wow. trespass. <laughs> Not on the hunting list. On October 27th, the Titus County Game Warden responded to the White Oak Creek Wildlife Management Area on a report of hunters illegally hunting two different sections while the area was closed for special draw hunts. Five hunters were caught in one area trying to hide 14 illegally killed squirrels. Ooh, they had a good squirrel hunt. <laughs> yeah. Two more hunters were caught in the second area with an illegally shot deer. Citations are pending. You know, we went out and visited that really nice ranch that we're going to do a Texas youth hunting program. Um, we're going to do a kids hunt out mm-hmm. there. Yep. In uh, by um, Junction. Beautiful yeah. high fence place. They may even have an opportunity to, uh, they have over an abundance of access male deer that they want uh, taken out. So it'll be awesome for these boys. Mm, but mm, the po- mm, I know that mm, makes you right there. You're going, I want to be a kid again. Mm-hmm, but the point mm-hmm. of it is I was riding around the ranch, like 5,800 acres with uh, one of the owners. And I said, so what was, you know, what do you do? What's the worst people you've had out here? I just wanted to hear a couple stories, you know, of uh, interesting things. He goes, you know, I don't get mad. They just don't get invited back. Yeah, I've heard that from landowners before. And and I thought, you know, I said, it really kind of ruins it for the rest of us coming out. He goes, yeah, you got to be real careful. You do. You kind of want to get people that know somebody else. You know, like if you've had a good hunter and you want them to be, um, you know, a reference, right? And I said, what's the worst thing in happy? He goes, probably the one where it was a doe-only hunt. And the guy came back with a big old eight-point buck. And he said, what What happened? Why'd you do that? Ended up blaming the landowner, said that where the deer stand was, there was too much brush, and it was hard to see. And so he shot it, thinking it was a doe. Can you believe that? Salt dog, you're laughing in there. I, I could see. Well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that make a lot of calls they they make those choices and can you imagine a, dragging back an eight point like that i've had it happen only? i've i've been on hunts before where you know it's a doe only hunt and the guy's like i, I was too excited i didn't and i just shot him uh, okay well. but he said he ended up blaming the landowner because of his blind was too cl- close and he couldn't see and like are you kidding me mcbride's guns <laughs> McBride's Gun, Central Texas family-owned and operated gun shop. You were there just the other day, and Joe McBride's in there wheeling and dealing, and the guns are selling. And crazy man. An experienced professional staff will help you with every step of gun ownership. Need a personal carry? I was out with some folks the other day. Everybody had personal carry. I saw Christian. (laughs) Yeah, he was in town. One of our KOZ boys, who's now twenty-two. Yep, and. carries two pistols <laughs> personal carry man but he's he's grown up with it it's just yeah just think of that and uh 
Bought both of his pistols at McBride's. Got he has a Glock and he has a Sig. Beautiful. Well, and if you want to find yeah. the right pistol, you got to go where the people can help you, where you can get your hands on them. And McBride's is the place where you can do that. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun for Christmas? Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. McBride's guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years. Corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or online at mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. So, you know, I was at that, um, at the um, uh, Sea Home yeah. area in downtown Austin. Are we going to talk about <clears throat> ice cream cookie sandwiches again? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, well, we could easily yeah, because right. that was a delightful little adventure. <laughs> uh, but there's also a pet shop right there, and I think it's called Healthy Pets. And when yeah, you, I didn't know. Yeah, wow. so get this. So they have a, a, a turf area that's a fake turf area where the kids can run around. Uh-huh. And people are walking their dogs everywhere. But they had this cool little pet shop right there. And inside that pet shop, Right when you walk in the door, they had this huge display, and I posted it on our Facebook page. And they had this huge display, theoutdoorzone.com, or the Outdoor Zone Facebook page. And they had this uh, display, and inside these buckets were different treats for your dogs. And I'd never seen anything like this, and my uh, tailor bought a whole bunch of them. What what are they, like bacon flavored? They had pig snouts. They had a bucket of pig snouts, <laughs> salmon skins, duck heads. Ooh. Wow. They were duck heads. Real duck heads, not just They these. were just freeze-dried with all the nutrients and all that. And I had this conversation <laughs> with the girl that, that was working there. So it was this new gal working there. And, uh, and we were just talking about how dogs are, what they're fed is mm-hmm. not, for, for many dogs, it's not what their bodies are intended to digest and eat all the grains and all the fillers and stuff that mm-hmm. people yeah, now protein, feed right. their, yeah, they're used to eating raw meat and guts. And she was saying, oh yeah, the heart and the liver. Oh, she yeah. said that's the best part for a dog because of the nutrients in it. Yeah, grind up those bowels, yep. I mean, I just thought in the, in the uh, animal freedom capital central center of the city of austin uh, free all pets yes <laughs> yeah and they had this beautiful display there and i just uh, i just thought kudos to that pet store for uh, actually understanding what an animal is and people have pet dogs and yeah. you know if you take care of them right it's the best life that dog could ever even imagine you just can't let all the dogs go free and run around but you do need to feed them properly it's like when you give them a uh, like a deer bone or something mm-hmm. like that. And they'll spend all day trying to chew the marrow, marrow out of that bone. Yeah. And it's healthy for them. So anyway, it was really, so really. So you mean our pets aren't vegan? Is that what you're trying to. Uh, you mean what no PETA dog. has been telling us is not true? Well, PETA just wants to release them. You, you're not going to believe the PETA report we got next hour. We got that. We've got a animal rights activist report that we're going to give you some information on we have armed citizen report we got christmas gifts for the outdoor guy all that and more coming up on the flip side it is the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse number one outdoor show on radio in texas and uh we'll take a break and be back right after this go fill up your coffee cup 